Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive Chuck Bockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks mm-hmm. who uh, bring you Locked On Clips five days a week. 7 a.m. We're recording this on Easter. Hope everyone had a good Easter, you know? Yeah. Low key. Yeah. Weird in the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a recap of that win over the Lakers. Oof. Wow. This was not my favorite game of basketball to watch. This, this is season. one of the more dull, almost 20 point wins you'll ever watch. Yeah. Just an absolutely ravaged Lakers team. Um, the Clippers obviously down their own folks, but able to put away the win. We'll talk about what we liked from that one as well as what we didn't. Overall, just how we're feeling. And then in segment two, it's the Freshies. Every single Monday, we talk about the new guys on the squad. It's also the Luke Kennard progress report. Oh, yeah. And there actually is some stuff to report. He was huge in that win over the Lakers. Uh, And we're also going to talk a little bit about how important it is to secure your seating, if that's any more important uh, as we, you know, uh, get into these final 20 games. And then in shavings, uh, it seems like the DeMarcus Cousins signing is officially official. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as well as the Clippers' need for a 14th rostered player mm-hmm. um, just for league requirements. And then we'll talk if there's any more additions coming. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to give a shout out to Rock Auto. Oh, yeah. Uh, they bring you this podcast, Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And tell them Locked On Clips sent you. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome to the recap of the Clippers 104-86 win over the Lakers recap. It was the Ray John Rondo debut, which we're going to talk about. The Lakers were without, I mean, obviously LeBron and AD, but also Andre Drummond and Wes Matthews. I mean, 86 points is... The, getting into what we liked, the biggest takeaway from this game has to just be that the defensive play still looks really, really good from the Clippers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They showed up and brought the intensity in um, it, right out the gate. And honestly, the defense was one of those things from that kept it from getting closer. I mean, I think the yeah. second half, the closest it got was like maybe 13 points. And it like was that. sloppy in the third, too. Well, that's the thing. Like The offense for the Clippers stalled out a little bit. Um, but they were still a really good defensive effort. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but the Rondo minutes think this game got a little bit close to those first kind of set of Rondo minutes. Right. Um, a lot of turnovers, things, things didn't go that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, just overall what we liked, I mean, what I liked about this is it was a wire to wire victory. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, we had some struggles offensively, but I, I talked about this in the preview. This for me was a must win game. Yeah. Um, it's a, the tiebreaker versus the Lakers, Huge get right there. um, which, you know, who knows how things are going to end up shaking out in the standings. It, uh, you know, it, it keeps us, you know, not super securely, but fairly <laughs> yeah. securely in that in that third spot, which I think is definitely where we want to be. I'll talk a little bit more about the about the reasoning for that in segment two. Mm. Uh, but what else did we like from this one? Um, after this performance, we're now just one of four teams that have a top ten offensive and defensive rating. Love it, which is great. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of had a like a mini two one three game in this one. It was kind of Marcus Morris's show, which we'll talk about in a sec. But Kawhi had nineteen ten and eight. Mm-hmm. He went 2-2 two, two from deep. PG had 16-7-3. and three. He shot 50% from three, which we talked about in the preview, just being like, just make a third of them. Lower <laughs> attempts, though. Yeah, for sure. Lower attempts. Um, PG looked a little sluggish to start this one because of his toe. Yes, definitely. But it seemed like it got worked out as he went on. 
Uh, both the guys had two steals. We'll talk about the toe in the third segment, but no, I, I liked what we saw from our two guys. I mean, you know, we, we talked about how 86 points is kind of a comically low amount. 104 is pretty low too, but these guys were doing their best. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Morris definitely kept that offense going. Oof, Look, this dude. game, the, the start of this first quarter, it was kind of the battle of the Morrises. Yeah. Mook pretty handedly <laughs> winning. Um, you know, Morris Jr. was responsible for like the late, the first slot of the Lakers points. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see him go back and forth. That was the first time they played each other when they were both starting, Mook said. Oh, gotcha. Like in the NBA, which is pretty cool. Gotcha. That is very cool. Um, so he finished with 22 and seven. He was leading scorer for the clips. Uh, they talked about him being like the third scorer essentially for the Clippers, which is the role that's perfect for Morris. Yeah. Um, and it's been great to see him with this transition back to what the starters just, his body is ready. He seems to be ready. I mean, we've had, you know, a couple of sit outs from him, but yeah. I, I think that that's just sort of, I'm hoping that that's just sort of regular kind of maintenance and preventative care versus, you know, being anything to truly be concerned about and i'll take the sit outs over playing him when he's kind of hobbled absolutely you know, like it's bad for his confidence absolutely. all that stuff well and it's just mook doesn't play well when he's not at 100 percent. i mean i know a lot of players don't but, but like, he especially <laughs> you know he's he's a certain kind of agitator and stuff defensively and yeah. like i think when his body isn't fully there um you know it, it just doesn't look as good he gets a lot of stupid fouls and he works hard and, for some buckets sometimes that mid-range game he's got it you got to use your legs a whole bunch and yes. he's not 100 like yeah that's just the shot looks flat um Zoo had an incredible defensive performance in this game. Great Zoo game. Two gigantic blocks, which was great. And aside from that, his rotations were so fast. He was guarding the perimeter super well. There was a couple possessions where the Clippers recoveries, when the Lakers were moving the ball, it was just like you, you weren't getting a shot off. Yeah. And a big part of that is Zoo moving so well. He needs more minutes. He needs to not be benched late. Like, Trez started to roll when Zoo was off the floor, which makes total sense. Um, but, yeah, he needs to be in the closing lineup. He also hit Kawhi with a great bounce pass. Oh, you love to see it. What do you think this matchup means to Zoo, like, going up against this former team? Do you think that it's different than any other schedule, like game on the schedule? I think there's something there. They traded him for peanuts. Yeah. And, like, there was some weird stuff with Well, there was weird stuff with JaVale Jive and things while, you know, before yeah. leading up to the trade. Uh, so I think he definitely goes at it with a little bit more vigor. He talks about he doesn't like attack every too. game with vigor, but like he's that? talked about the Lakers relationship and the Clippers thing too. Like I like the Clippers. Like I think he said it last year. He's like I'm wanted here. <laughs> like this team wants me here, and he's also so good. Yeah, it is, that is that trade. I know we we it's so it's so bad that we've kind of like forgotten the meme. But every day that we get further from that trade, the worse it looks. Well, I mean, especially if you look at the Lakers like roster makeup right now, if they would still have Zoo. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina Merchant, uh, great writer, follow oh, yeah. her, follow her all her stuff. Uh, she brought up how you can't have a conversation about the best value contracts in the league without bringing up Zubots at yeah. this point. He's starting for the third best half court offense in the league, second best. Like, yeah. Even uh, old Van Gundy was starting to figure it out. He was oh, like, wow, God. Zubats really is a starting caliber NBA center. We're going to talk about the broadcast and what we didn't like. But last thing that we like, we shot better from three than the combined field. Clippers shot 50% from three. Mook was four of five. Canard was three of six. PG two of four. Kawhi two of two. We're not going to lose any game where we shoot 50% from three. Despite like kind of an anomaly in this one, which was 
this game started out really in the mid-range. We didn't yeah, attempt a three until like nearly four minutes into the first. It was weird. It was very weird to start off. But hey, I mean, the shots were falling. I think we started out five of five in this one. Like, yeah. I'm definitely you know, yeah, not like mad 10-2 run or something. Um, what we didn't like, this was Rajon Rondo's debut. Look, he looked rusty, which I wasn't, I don't know what people were expecting. Like, His first pos- possession was an immediate turnover. Immediate. He turned the ball over four, four times. times in this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, he looks rusty. I don't like, we weren't the biggest fans of the Rondo trade. He's on the team now. We want him to be good. I am i wasn't, you know, surprised by the rustiness. I'm a little worried about the hip abductor. Yeah. He hit a layup and then grabbed his hip. He was also on a minutes restriction um, and then got subbed out. He didn't come back after that. But I don't know. I'm really excited to see him and man in the transition. Like when the Clippers were getting the rebound, they were looking directly for Rajon Rondo to push the pace. Yeah, I don't want to be completely negative on this performance because obviously, you know, first game first out, game. older dude coming back from injury. Older dude. Uh, Very true. But yeah, him looking to push the pace, I thought was something that was really important. Mm. Uh, his handle also looks better than, than I thought it would be at. Um, so I think that that definitely inspires a little bit of confidence in the future there. Uh, and he... He's looking for other guys. He, you know, he's clearly been paying attention on this sideline of of where guys like to be, lot, yeah. where their spots are, um, and so I, I think that that is overall positive. You know, I don't, I don't want to sound like we're completely raining on this parade. Not one, at all. You know, one partial game uh, into his yeah. his tenure. So an- another thing that we didn't like in this one. I thought we really blew some scoring opportunities in transition. We could put this um, in every post game. <laughs> look, I, you know, it, you got to communicate it's and, so and like bad. you got to, I mean, you just got to get those easy points. There's, I, you know, if it's like a two on one or something in my mind, there's no excuse. Convert the damn two there's, on one. Yeah, there's like, there's yeah. no excuse. Um, so that that's a little rough to see. And it's one of those things too that, you know, this was still a very comfortable win. Um, but, you know, a team that's even marginally better, you know, you don't want to give up those sort of opportunities. The Nuggets. Yeah. Something like that. I would put uh, them much more yeah, than marginally better. A um, bunch of turnovers in this one. Um, you know, part of it's new stuff that Ty Lue said he was going to implement. Um, just still like, just still annoying against a team that isn't exactly playing at a high level right now. Um, you have a good note in here about the paint. Which I'm wondering how we fix or if it was by design. Yeah, so the Lakers still, I mean, kind of got, I want to say what they wanted in the paint. They shot pretty close to their percentage of field goal attempts in the paint as they would in any other game. Yeah. We gave up 40 points in that regard. I mean, look, the teams are going to score. You're not going to stop 100% of stuff. I, I haven't looked at the breakdown of uh, when these points occurred on the bench because I would, I mean, over half of these are Montrose Harrell points. They probably have when Zoo is definitely. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. So if these are occurring in, you know, second unit minutes, it, it's definitely a lot more excusable. But overall, I mean, you'd like to see the push these Lakers sort of outside of their comfort zone, uh, force them to shoot the ball a little bit more. But, you know. Like I said, it's not terrible. It's average. You know, it's not like we were like hemorrhaging points in the paint necessarily. And yeah, I mean, if most of these are kind of second, second run minutes without Zoo on the floor, without Mook on the floor, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna give up some stuff in the front court, especially with a scorer who is as talented as Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, Um, Terrence Mann struggled a bit. Yeah, yeah. Only record, uh, only player to record a, a negative plus minus and play major minutes. Yeah. There were guys who played, you know, sub fifteen minutes who, you know, also did. But 
He was three of ten from the field, one of four from three. I mean, two is, rough shooting nights in a row. Two is this? Yeah, are these outliers? Is this a? Is this an in, indication of a regression that's coming, or, or what do you think on this? I think it might be a bit of a regression. Overall, just to wow. the mean, yeah. not like he's gonna yeah. be a worse player, but like I don't know, we're not gonna see him shoot forty percent from three consistently right now, you know. Um, but yeah. the passing was good. He was still. You know, an issue for the Lakers, which was yeah. great to see. Um, he had four boards. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing nothing too great. We'll see what happens these next couple of games. It'll be interesting how the minutes, like once Bev comes back, what the minutes dist- distribution looks like too. Yeah, he also um, looked pretty excited to guard uh, THT for the Lakers, yeah. which, you know, man, I love a player with a chip on their shoulder. 100%. Um, and closing out with this one, the broadcast was ass. Yeah. This was, first of all, I don't know why they made this a nationally televised game at 1230 on Easter Sunday. I mean, it's put out in the schedule much earlier, but we have seen them swap games in the national television slate before. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the LeBron injury was recent enough that they were unable to do that. But I'm with you. It's it's a weird game to televise, especially (laughs) at noon on a Sunday. They also put up multiple graphics. About like the Lakers versus Clippers head-to-head stats about things like championships and playoff wins. Why? No Clippers fan is like, you know, we're just as good. We're historically, we're actually just like, it was just lame. They showed it twice too. They showed it late in the game and then right before the final buzzer when the Lakers are just getting beat, they show it again to be like, hey, just a heads up. Like, dog, we know. Yeah, man, we're we're, we know we know championships. Um, Coming up. Good win. Happy we got the dub. We're going to be talking the Freshies and Luke Kennard progress report. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball is very much in full swing. Shout out to UCLA. Valiant effort. We're that not a, big college basketball fans. That was fans, a nuts ending. But brutal way to end. Go Bruins. <laughs> Go Pac-12. I'm just a Pac-12 fan now. Pac-12 is crushing it. Um... BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget that promo code, Locked On, all capital letters, one word. Okay, so we're back with the Freshies, which, if you're new to the show, is where we talk about, you know, sort of the newer members of the squad. Uh, and it's also become the Luke Kennard progress report. Just, you know, one of the main pieces of our young core moving forward. Let's yeah. let's start on Luke. Yeah. All right. So I think Luke needs to buy the uh, just add water nickname from Patrick Patterson because <laughs> Kennard's the epitome of stay ready right now in, in what has to be maybe his most up and down season in terms of what your role might have been in terms of your playing time, like he's shown that he is a consummate professional. He had what, 15 or 12 points in the fourth quarter against the Lakers? Yeah. Like he's looking great. Like anytime he comes in now, he's efficient. Um, the defensive effort is there. We obviously know there's some there's some limits to that, but he's an elite piece off the bench, and I will not be surprised if we get a Luke game in the playoffs this year. There will be a game where he's like, four of five from three or some dumb thing that really helps the Clippers out. And I say dumb in a loving way. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, he's also just so key in that 
he provides the Clippers with a little bit different of a look offensively. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's a huge threat off the dribble, but he, you know, loves he loves to be a facilitator to his teammates. Um, likes to push the pace a lot. I think he's just one of those kind of interesting things in a playoff scenario where if things are starting to stall out offensively or guys aren't shooting well, he can really kind of challenge a defense uh, in, you know, the, whatever 12 minutes or, or you know, wh- whatever that limit uh, minutes-wise ends up looking like. Yeah. You know, he can definitely give a defense a, a different look and kind of make them double think, which, you know, sometimes all you need to get things rolling for your starters it's just as well. That, yeah. yeah, just implanting that little seed of doubt. And the handle's good. Like, he's got kind of a saucy handle. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> look, man. I, I mean, the defensive thing, look, he's a smaller guard. It's always going to be an issue. I have... I, so you know, short arms. I've overall liked his effort. Uh, yeah. But I oh, think attitude and effort, it's like, dude, he could have... There's players who would have not been as okay with what's happening with their role. You know what I mean? Oh, it'd be like, super easy to be complacent. Been a disaster. I mean, can you imagine like a Montrez Harrell type player in this situation? Yeah. They'd play like ass. It'd be, uh, yeah, it's been great. I mean, yeah, it, for sure. But like as far as like a scoring guard is concerned, I mean, to me, Luke Kennard right now looks like the total package. As yeah. long as he can stay healthy, I mean, he's uh, he's a real deal to me. Shout out Luke Kennard. Um, let's talk to Rondo debut. Yes, absolutely. So, again, he was rusty. I don't know what I was expecting from this debut, and I mean that in a nice way. Like, some of the... You can see where the passing's going to help. You can see him reading the defense and stuff at a very high level. 100%. You can see how it's going to help, especially... Look, so, like, half-court offense PG, I'm not really mad at him being the kind of the default point guard or whatever. Yeah. But transition offense... Oh, PG yeah, and Kawhi. yeah, definitely. Love what Rondo's going to bring to this. Definitely. Um, PG did have kind of a, I don't know whether to pin it on him or Zoo. There was a rough turnover uh, on like a full court pass that could have been an easy dunk. Yeah. But it ended with the turnover. There was something funny. LA Clippers film just posted a very funny screenshot from the game where it's a defensive possession in the half court for the Lakers and just no one's on Rondo in the corner. So that's not, like, that's just. We're going to continue to see it. Yeah. I mean, in the Lakers, like, Look, man, they've got the scouting report. They know Rondo's game, yeah. But Uh no, it looked good. I'm excited to see when he... Look, I hope he's healthy. My biggest issue with Rondo is going to be the health. He's not going to be used enough to, like, where any of his bad habits or whatever are going to, like, tank the Clippers. But the availability is what I'm most keeping an eye on. I also think it's a better fit for him. Um, Oh, yeah. I, I think the playoff Rondo thing, he was great for the Lakers, but I think outside of... His time with the Celtics, that's kind of been overblown, the playoff Rondo situation. But I think this is the best situation he's been on in a playoff team. I mean, he's playing with vets. um, Yeah. You know, like he's not playing with younger guys who have huge roles. So I I think that's going to be a huge key in his mentality in the locker room and and on court. Um, But yeah, it's difficult because... We just have so many injury-prone guards. Like, really, yeah. truly the players only durable players <laughs> at the guard spot right now are Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, uh, it's a big question mark. Yeah, so for sure. I think that it's really difficult to handicap what his minutes could look like in a playoff situation when, yeah. you know, we, we don't even know what the roster is going to look like, frankly. That's a good call. Thankfully, we have a coach that makes adjustments. Um, Let's talk these standings. Okay. What do you you got? So, I mean, with, you know, just over 20 games left, have the standings started to feel a little bit more important? Uh, I mean, we have the tiebreaker over the Lakers now. 
Uh, we do have the easiest strength of schedule coming up. So yeah. that's pretty solid. And then, I mean, I don't know, like after playing Denver in that game, assuming they do end up staying in sort of that four or five range, I mean, <laughs> what team wants to see Denver in the first round right now? So what's funny about the seeding thing is I feel like the seeding only got more important as soon as we saw how good Aaron Gordon is for the Nuggets. Oh, I mean, that, if, if the trade deadline changed everything. If in everything my mind. else would have stayed the same on the trip, like if everything else would have stayed the same and the Nuggets just didn't get Aaron Gordon, I'd be like, who gives a shit about seeding? No, but I But now that the Nuggets have Aaron Gordon, I'm like, oh, you're right, dude. I do not want to see that team you, you want to stay. You want to stay in that two three range because i think the nuggets are absolutely a contender to make a western conference final like there's i mean there's yeah, no question about it for sure so and it all it all depends too on like what the hell happens with the lakers yeah what if they drop to what are they like how many they're not even that close from like the sixth seed right now they're a half game away from the sixth seed yeah so a lot of it's hinging on that man i i really the only thing i think you're right the only thing i'm worried about i don't want to see the nuggets in the first round I want to see him maybe after a after a series of time. Like we'll have to play him at some point. But yeah, man. I Would you know. rather play the Lakers in the first round than the Nuggets? Oh, I don't, that's such a tough choice. I don't know, dude. Yes, I don't know. Either either, <laughs> either way, that is a bear of a first round. Yeah, matchup. they're both a half game away from the sixty. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so it seems like, yeah, like the seventh seed. You just want to stay in that two, three range because four or five right now is going to be yeah, immensely competitive. Yeah. So, and also like Blazers are at six. They're two and a half games up on the seventh seed. And the seventh seed is two and a half games up on the eighth seed. So like seven and eight and nine aren't really going to change like that i'm not worried about that for the lakers or anything like that like they're three games out of the seven seed yeah i don't know if they blow i don't think they go that far um but yeah we just gotta stay two and three it's kind of absurd we're we're like we're two and a half games behind the suns but if we beat them coming up yeah, I, let's just stay in two and three. I want no part of the Nuggets. The Suns also have a very difficult schedule coming up. Oh, so do they? It'd be kind of advantageous for us if they can at least stay top three, though. That's a good call. Because yeah. then we, you know, we then we're most likely seeing them in the second round. Dude, second uh, round Suns, if their first isn't, which I don't think it'll be as smooth as it's gonna be. Um, yeah. That, that they, they, I mean, I think they have, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe they have a top five hardest schedule, Jesus. according to Tankathon, Damn. Uh, for the remaining games of the season. Whew. Well, we'll see what happens. It um, is three or four. <laughs> shit. Um, coming up in shavings, we're going to be talking uh, the official, official announcement of Boogie Cousins. Also, how much we're worried about Surge. Maybe a bit on the, the Paul George Toe situation, but first, Will. Auto parts, where can I get them? What's going on? Look, the only place I trust to get my auto parts, uh, I drive multiple cars, as Constantly. everyone knows, is rockauto.com. Look, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Mm. So why would you want to endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating line of questioning? And why would you want to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
The thing I love about rockauto.com is they're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or just a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Oh, yeah. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers shout out diyers out there so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right. We also got a shout out to Built Bar. Hey. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. There's an 18 amazing flavors. Got to check out that caramel brownie. I really like that one. Cookies and cream is good. As well as that, uh, that coconut... Uh, brownie chunk. Brownie chunk. Unbelievable run. And that, uh, that Built Bar March Madness. Yeah. That went going on. The Jay um, Suggs of the Built Bar town. Oof, dude. What a nightmare. Um, what a great game that was. Um... Bill Bar is uh, great for the, uh, you know, the health conscious person. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. I like the peanut butter flavor. A little boring, you know, a little vanilla. Uh, but it's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Also, you might get a free cooler with your purchase. While Ooh. supplies last, not bad. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, and uh, you know, Shams finally tweeted it, so you know it's official. Dude, this was such a weird tweet. The Clippers do intend to offer a 10-day contract to DeMarcus Cousins. Officially official now. Official. So just pending health <laughs> and safety protocols, as well as uh, you know, any league health protocols. I think that we will be seeing DeMarcus Cousins in a Clippers jersey in what? What do you think? A week? Yeah, I hope so, because um, Patterson is not good as our as our backup center. It's not. It's horrible to watch. If I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, even against a team like the Lakers, it was like you know the depleted Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not want to see. Yeah, I would not want to see uh, Patrick Patterson as our backup center <laughs> against a healthy Lakers team. Yeah, um, no, it's uh, it's inconceivable. Uh, no <laughs> real update on Surge either. Yeah, Can we dude. talk about that for a second. What's going? When are we starting to worry about that? I would say at this point, I'm seriously worried. About I'm giving Surge. it five more games, <laughs> and then I'm starting to freak out. Well, Ty Lue said he wasn't even sure if he was going to play on this nine-game homestand, and like I thought that was kind of crazy, but now I'm like, this will really might not play. Like, yeah, outfit looked great against the Lakers. Obviously. Oh, loved it, um, loved it. But was it? A, would you call that a moo I don't know. I would, but I would not tell Serge that it was a moo-moo. Um, oh, I'm not saying anything pejorative. I thought <laughs> yeah. the outfit was great. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm seriously worried about it. If he's just, he's not even doing five on five yet. Yeah. Like if he was doing five on five, I'd be like, cool. We're just kind of doing this whole rest thing while he gets back. That's great. He's not playing five on five per Ty Lu. Like, yeah, this is an issue. Also, we still have like so. April 9th is the deadline to sign a buyout player who will be postseason eligible. So it's the end of the week that you're yes. listening to this podcast. That needs to happen soon 
and I might be crazy, it should be another big. No way. I'm out on this. Dude, we, I think we might need, get hurt. Like, I think we need somebody else up the wing. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, given the... Yeah, given the cousins, how about like a four or five guy? Given given the cousins' injury history, it just depends, right? Because here's the thing: the search thing's terrifying. Here's the thing: we haven't. I'm now seen, talking myself into how scary the search thing is. But here's here's the the reassuring thing: we have not seen the the Tyloo playoff lineups yet, right? And for, sure. for all we know, we could just be going smaller in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, we could just be doing something a little bit different, and and maybe that would. Uh, that would mitigate some of the need for another center. I, I, I'm still with you. Like, we still need three rostered centers. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, given the surge thing, there's still no clear timetable on that. Oh. Um, and, yeah, given DeMarcus's injury history, it does make it a little bit questionable. I don't know, man. It, it's This is another sort of interesting signing to me. And Maybe it'll end up working out, and I'll look like a fool. But uh, <laughs> you fool! From where I'm standing right now, I I just it feels like a stopgap. Yeah, like, but was this truly the best available option? I mean, I don't so know it's also I'm a vibes play. Yeah, that's been mentioned yeah. so much with the Clippers this year. Is like we want guys who kind of come in and have good chemistry with the guy. You know, he knows Patterson, he knows Rondo. Things like, are just kind of rolling right now as far as that's yeah. concerned. Like, in the locker room. It's a good I, call. I think you just watch the body language of this team, uh, especially when they're down. Yeah, uh, going guys are to, having a good time. Going into the huddle, and, like, it's it's a complete 180 from what we saw last season. And, you know, clearly that's not everything. I don't want to, you know, uh, prescribe too much to that. But it is important, and it would be foolish to – think that it wasn't like we did la- like we talked ourselves into thinking last year 100 percent um yeah I, I hope we can come in and, and soak up some of these minutes i hope we like we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast i hope we just have a full roster just that'd be great sign the 15th guy that'd be great. and i'm not do you think we pick anyone up before the ninth i think we do fill our roster what up. is that friday thursday um yeah, we'll have You're some, listening to this on the 5th, so I believe it is Friday. It's a Friday, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully something happens with that. Um, and then let's talk PG's toe for a second. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been kind of, we haven't really talked about the edema issue a lot recently, but there's just seemingly like there's going to be constant pain mm-hmm. in his toe. Where, like, do we just want him to play through this? Like, I don't, this seems like such a difficult injury to manage. So my thing is, if it's just pain, that's fine. But from my understanding of, of looking at the injury of, of specifically a bone edema, uh, the worsening of that is a fracture. Yeah. You know, which makes sense. You know, swelling yeah. within the tissue of a bone, uh, it gets any worse. It, it makes sense that there would be some breakage. And I think a fracture, look, I mean, the dude played through two torn labels. I mean, (laughs) he'll play through the pain. He has a pretty high pain tolerance. He'll play through the pain. But I mean, if if that, if even the threat of that is on the table, I got to be honest, I'd rather just sit him for more games. It's like the same thing I am. It's like where I'm at with Pat right now, too. Like, look, man, the guy's made a glass, like keep him on ice. And I don't, I'm not saying Paul George has made a glass, but it, it's the, the same, might be, yeah. it's the same situation where like, if, if there's, I think if there's even a chance of it worsening, um, as important as seating is right now, I think you gotta try to go without Paul George. If you think that there's a possibility of it worsening. I mean, he played yeah. 32 minutes tonight. Played a lot. It's what his second game In back. In a 20 game, game back. Yeah. Blow and a 20 point blowout, excuse me. Um 
Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, something to keep an eye on. hope the edema doesn't get worse, obviously. And I'm kind of torn between, like, they're probably asking, like, the pain scale, like, on scale of 1 to 10, where you at today, PG? Um, every day, so, yeah, I don't know. I also don't have the most confidence in our medical team. That's something that still has to get figured out, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. For sure. Um, I think about wraps it up. Pretty pretty decent weekend for the Clips. Yeah. Um, pretty good weekend. Tuesday's episode, Twitter Tuesday. So please send your questions into at Locked on Clips. We need them. We love them. They're always great. Preview of the game against the Blazers. That's right. Should be a good time. I think, we, think we'll be okay in that one. Then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these fantastic people listen to our podcast? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It really helps us out. Oh, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.